Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This episode is sponsored by Rush, directed by top action filmmakers Corridor Digital. It's a story of soldiers fighting against all odds in a war-torn nation. Starring Stephen Ogg of Grand Theft Auto V and The Walking Dead, as well as starring Lou Ferrigno Jr. The first episodes are live and free on the Go90 app and their website, www.go90.com. Go check it out ASAP. On this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, we're previewing Season 2 and also talking about Dave Child's swanky new pin. Let's do this. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everybody. We're back. Sort of. <laughs> well, we're teasing you. Teasing Most of you. us are back. Yes. The important people are back. That's <laughs> Lex. Right. Take that, Lex. <laughs> Take that, Lex. Welcome, everybody, to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We're doing a special preview episode tonight, just talking a little bit about the end of Season 1 and teasing some of the ideas and stories and lines and characters that are going to be introduced in Season 2 of Legends of Tomorrow, debuting yeah. next Thursday night. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Yeah, I'm Dave Child. You can find me at MRDaveChild. And this pin is not supposed to be mentioned. I was just supposed to have a casual, <laughs> slow-mo flash pin that I was like, oh, cool. Good geeky people will get it. I could wear it here. Just don't say anything about it, Frank. Sorry, my bad. And then he's like, look at the pin, everyone. <laughs> Everyone's judging me. <laughs> Anyways, Mr. Dave Child, uh, DaveChild.com. Thank you. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Lucretia Lyons, so you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one. And our fourth member of the panel, Lex Michael, uh, yeah. is, is a weakling dead. and a coward. <laughs> He's dead to yes. us. To he us. Didn't have the constitution to be able to do this late night preview show for no. you. Because we know that, just know folks, that the three of us love you, the fans. More than Lex does. Yeah, yep. and we, we're party people that like to be up late. That's right. To give you this hot... Hot teas. That's right. <laughs> so so hot, hot, sexy teas. So Legends of tomorrow. Yeah. Folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Lucretia, as always, is our oracle. She's got the chat up. So if you have any yeah. questions or thoughts about the season one of Legends of Tomorrow or any kind of speculations or things you're looking forward to in season two, hop on the chat. Would you say you're an oracle or more of an overwatch? I what think I'm going to go, you know, I definitely have more of Overwatch's personality, but the red okay. hair, I guess, and the original, i got to go with Oracle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I respect that. I like that. Now, I think the first thing we need to talk about just immediately, probably the most important question, mm-hmm. is, uh, Dave Child, where did you get that pin? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you son of a... Oh. T-Fury. T-Fury.com. Yeah. Did not buy ad space. <laughs> All right. So we just gave them free... Free ads. Oh, it's not good. Nope. All right. We will move on. All right. Uh, so, of course, Legends of Tomorrow. We did our big uh, season-ending uh, episode last May. But, no, we've kind of had a little chance for that kind of stew in our subconscious there throughout the summer. I know. Yeah, it's been stewing. Yeah. Dave Child had many restless nights. Just Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just like, Captain Cold. Oh, uh, our man, what you gonna do? Oh, uh, would Jonah ever kiss? 
rip. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that that ship. That's, that's, that's my ship. Jonah Hex and Ray. Jonah Hunter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hashtag right. Jonah Rip Ship. I've been Jonah you know, Rip Ship. Out. Yeah. Jonah Rip Ship. <laughs> Just get your tongue inside those scars. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is late night for me. Man. This is going to be a great season, guys. <laughs> uh, so after, in these remaining like three months or so, have you guys uh, had any you know, other thoughts about the series uh, at the end of season one? Do you guys have any... <laughs> Different opinions as you kind of as you let it kind of stew. Well, it's it's. You, I have been thinking about because I think we were very critical last last season, and we'll probably still be a little critical. But <laughs> I think I think it's important to as it's been stewing and living in my head. It's just such a fun show, and I was looking forward to how just fun and goofy it is, and I kind of want that back because now, especially now that we have. With Flash dealing with all these like timelines and jumping back and forth, which I still love. Arrow still dark and like heavy in its own way. So it's nice to have this kind of fun, doesn't quite make sense, don't think about it too hard show <laughs> that it, it feels like it's not drenched in continuity. I totally agree. That's exactly why I love Legends of Tomorrow is I don't have to take it seriously. And it's just because a lot of these are characters that are not as known. So you don't have as much attachment like you do to like the Flash. So you you don't really care when there's a misstep or they're not exactly like the comics as much. And it's fun, especially because we're getting the Legion of Doom with my favorite Arrowverse character, Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. And (laughs) we're also getting into the weeds this season. With characters, uh, Frank, you're going to be the expert on this, mm-hmm. but there's characters I'm not familiar with just because I come from a very 90s comic book head and then a little bit into 2000s, but I'm not familiar with the Justice Society very much at all. Oh, you're in for so I'm like excited to get introduced to these characters, find out who Dr. Midnight is, all that, all like... I know a little bit about Our Man and a little bit about Starman, but not really... Stargirl. So, like, I'm, I'm curious to see what we're going to see here. Oh, very cool. Now, I know certainly uh, we had Sarah Nicole Jones. We're going to have her again on this season as well. Uh, she talked to a little bit when she was in here about just the, you know, they basically were rushing to get the show on the air. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I liked back in May when they were at Upfronts, even like Mark Guggenheim and other people associated with the show were just talking about, yeah, we were really just kind of making up the show as it went along. But now they kind of had a chance to kind of reevaluate over the summer what worked, what didn't, and they're kind of you kind of tweak some things and have a little bit more of a longer lead time to set up season two properly. Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a little bit more excited now that they've had a chance to kind of kind of take stock of what their show is to kind of tweak it, and hopefully we have more of the stuff that we liked first season and a little less of the stuff that kind of irritated us. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, more Jonah Rip action. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Get those in more the sweet skies. Mm. Hashtag Rip Jonah Rip ship. Mm. Yeah, no, I guess the one thing because it, it is a large cast, and we're adding even yeah. more people into the mix this time. How, for you, folk, for you guys, how much of it is do you, do you want a large cast of characters, uh, and and just getting at least like name checks and like you know just a quick shot of these characters is enough, or would you rather have a smaller cast so we can get more in depth with all those characters? Well, it feels like we're gonna get actually kind of a more cohesive, smaller cast, main cast, and I guess we're just missing Captain Cold, but and also the uh, the Hawks. Right now, but I think even with those three missing, it's going to let us focus on a main group that we've now spent a whole season with, and we know who they are. And then I think these other characters are just going to kind of come in and go and ha- be around for adventures, and maybe Our Man might be sticking around more than others. But 
it feels like they're going to be a bit more casual and we're just going to get a little bit of their lives, but we can actually focus on these main characters, which I'm, I think is a better choice. Yeah, to me, I would like to see some of the newer characters, like, throughout the season more as a recurring. But, yeah, let's try to focus on the core group of, you know, Firestorm, you know, Sarah White Canary, you know, and then the Atom. And you've got Rip and, you know, and Heatwave. Yeah. And I'd like to see that relationship develop between Heatwave and Ray and just sort of see, you know, because he's missing his buddy. And they, they had developed that sort of at the end. And, of course, we want to see Jonah Hex and Rip. <laughs> yep. Finally, yes. <laughs> now, uh, at Comic Con this year, they did do a little uh, trailer, as they did for all the DC Universe shows, uh, and so they teased a little bit about what we can look forward to in season two of Legends of Tomorrow. We'll roll a little bit of that. Cheers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Time masters are gone. Truce. <laughs> History has been left unguarded. Everything that has happened or will happen is More subject chairs. to the exploitation of <laughs> time criminals. Which is why history needs new protectors. It needs legends. My name is Rex Tyler. I'm a member of the Justice Society of America. Glad we're past the point of worrying about the timeline. I need to talk to you about the legends. I think they're all in trouble. Somebody just blew up New York. During World War II, I think we can all guess who that someone is. Nazis. Oh, Nazis. Yes. <laughs> it's not like the Time Masters are here to stop it. We are history's last line of defense. Relax, Captain. We got this. I've been waiting a long time for this. A long time for what? To kill you. Well, there you go. So it looks intriguing. I feel like now the big main bad guy for last season was the Time Masters, it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it mm-hmm. looks like, you know, with them gone, the, the legend is going to step up and kind of be the Time Masters doing it, protecting time in their own way. Right, right. And it feels like I, I'm curious if we saw just repeated, um, just kind of filler from the previous season, or if we're actually going to see the giant robot again. If we're going to go back to the giant I think robot, part of it was but just repeated, just footage. repeating. Yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta. It'll be stuff like this. Yeah, it'll be a lot of stuff like this, <laughs> like a kind of like a giant robot. Remember, you liked this so much, which I did. I remember, I liked, and that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> that was, of it. Was. yeah. <laughs> that that giant robot fight was great. Um, yeah, I'm excited that they're going. They're going to be battling Nazis. They're going to go back in time. It feels like it's. More of, I think when she's like, I, I like how we're not worrying about the timeline anymore. It makes me feel like they're leaning even more into the don't think about it yeah. <laughs> rule yeah. of time travel, which I, I like. I'll be curious about the dynamic this season, because certainly Rip Hunter, he, since he organized and gathered everybody last season, 
but they had all this kind of their adventures and everything. It feels like now with the new status quo, I feel like Rip is just a member of the team, not necessarily the leader. True. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I think Sarah's kind of stepping up to be leader of the team. Yeah. Feels like it, at least from that teaser. Yeah, and, you know, they kind of teased that a little bit last season with her stepping up, you know, with the, you know, piloting the ship and stuff, which is interesting to see, especially because, you know, should Rip be the leader? He kind of screws up a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think it, we need someone who's a little bit more fun and will go to, like, the 80s and, and do cool stuff. Or, you know, I want to see more fun time travel in, like, different periods. Yeah, she is the one who's, mm-hmm. like, sleeping her way through history, too. Exactly. So, that's kind of nice. Yeah, maybe she'll sleep with Lucretia Borgia. Yeah, I mean, seems like she's she's keeps with that process. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the big plots there is we saw there at the end of uh, the end uh, end of last season with Patrick J. Adams from Suits. He came in, introduced himself as Rex Tyler, who was our man. For those of you that he was wearing a different type of suit. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) boom! This is the kind of stuff you can look forward to all season. Here on the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. That's why you're so missed on the show. I'm so sorry. I love it. So, as you mentioned, the the Justice Society of America, he's a member of that team. And those are the characters we're going to be meeting. Uh, Majority of those, sadly, we're not going to be meeting two of the ones I really hoped were, would be Jay Garrick and Alan Scott, the original Flash and the original Green Lantern. But we will be meeting our man, uh, Steel. Uh, which is interesting, we're meeting both the grandson, the descendant of the original Steel, as well as uh, Steel back from the 40s, created by Jerry Conway. Now, since uh, I, I brought this up before we started uh, taping, but I was confused because I thought we were talking about the Steel that pops up after the death of Superman. Yeah. yeah. And is, <laughs> is basically Black Iron Man and is a really favorite character of mine, uh played by Shaq in a terrible movie. But <laughs> but I thought that's who we were talking about, but it's a different type of steel. Yeah, so this uh, character was originally introduced back in the World War, in World War II, and he basically has just... He's almost like, sort of, you can think like the Luke Cage of uh, the DC Universe, where he has indestructible steel-hard skin. So, oh, okay, Sort of cool. like that, but started off in World War II. And then uh, mm-hmm. his son, who was a member of the, the Justice Society reboot that Jeff Johns did, uh, or his grandson is kind of a descendant and uh, ends up having that some similar some uh, capabilities too, or his steel hard skin, but it basically so much so that it deadens all his senses, so he really can't feel. Oh, anything. oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's cursed. <laughs> I'm <have> sorry, <laughs> steel. Sounds bad. So, what do we know? Should we go through like what you know of the of these characters? Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah. So, some of the characters we've got here: uh, our man, of course, Rex Tyler. Uh-huh. He uh, gets his abilities through the use of the Miracle Pill, which gives you sixty hours of power. Right. It's name, our man. So. Oh, so it's not just okay. So this is the different hour man. I guess I was used to, again, such a nineties kid. But like, I was used to the robot that has limited time travel ability. Hmm. Yeah, basically uh, a descendant of Rex Tyler. Uh huh. Yes. Right. So, but this guy is just—he has nothing to do really with time travel in his powers, at least in the comics. Correct. Because he he just is able to have an hour's worth of of superhuman ability. So what about uh what about Star Girl? What does she do? So Star Girl is Courtney Whitmore, created by Jeff Johns, mm-hmm. uh, and a sixteen year old. She was with uh, Stripes as her partner, who was when you think of the Star Spangled Kid, his sidekick was Stripes. Right. Uh, Stripes went off. He ended up uh, marrying a. Oh, we can see her right there on the mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, there. yes. Yeah. 
Speaking of uh, rocking that cool power staff there, that actually is from Jack Knight, as you know, Starman. You're talking right. About, yeah, right that's, the that's the one thing I was like, I recognize that staff. Yes. Okay. So at the end of his series, uh, he, he dabbled a little bit in the Justice Society when they rebooted it with uh, James Robinson and David Goyer writing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that was that uh, Jack Knight kind of passed on the mantle of Starman of sorts to Courtney and gave him the, uh, the staff there. Right, okay. So that's when she took it over and she had that. Okay, cool. Cool. I love her outfit. Yeah, I love how yeah, it's like really cool. that outfit's really nice because I think there's there tends to be a, a trend in superhero dumb that we're getting away from of tight shaming, <laughs> and yeah. you know because look at how much black leather is in that photo right there. That's like a lot of a lot of black leather. A lot of people that might come off of uh, motorbikes, but she's just coming right out of the gymnasium. She's just right out of a. Like a, a Zumba class, which is I think yeah. I think yeah. it's nice to see with like some like superhero outfits. They actually are wearing tights and not just tight leather. Yeah, it's so nice to mix like Xanadu with you know an Eagle Bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah, all she, gay metal leather bar, guys. <laughs> she got that entire outfit at American Apparel. Yeah, and, she did. Uh, so you great. can see her on billboards all around. You yeah. can see her just get, casually hanging out there. The one thing is that she's in, uh, based on kind of inspired by James. Uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, Jeff John's a sister who passed away when oh, she was a teenager, yeah. and so it kind of created this character kind of a, as a, a homage to her. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that's nice. It's so, great that and, she's yeah. like expanding into other worlds too. Now, yeah, that's, that's great. So very close. She's really caught on. She's become a really big fan favorite. Uh, then we have Obsidian, who I always mm. liked back. Uh, he's a member of uh, Infinity Inc., which is basically like the children, the descendants of the original Justice Society back yeah. when they still had Earth One and Earth Two in the DC universe. So Obsidian was a uh, twin sibling with Jade, who basically had all the like the Green Lantern energy of Alan Scott, and Obsidian had all this dark matter energy, almost like you consider him like the Cloak. If for those of you that aren't familiar with the DC universe, if you know Cloak from Marvel, I'm not doing referencing <laughs> one deep cut character with another deep cut character. But of course, he's got all these shadow powers, and and as always, when you're dealing with the shadows and stuff, you're always wrestling with your own soul. Uh, how much are you going to be tempted Happens to falling into so that often? Guy? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, now I'm curious because there's two different castings for this. We're going to see Lance Hendrickson is playing yes. Obsidian as an older man, mm-hmm. but then we also have a younger actor playing him as a, as a youth. So I'm curious to see how that works in terms of the timeline. Right. It, do you think we're going to meet the younger <clears throat> version or the older version first? I, 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 I feel like it might be older first. I don't know. Because yeah. maybe we'll go in, well, unless we go right back in time because uh, our man's from Justice Society and he's young yeah. when we first meet him. So we might go right back. I don't know. Because it, it'd be interesting with the timeline because at least in the comic book continuity, since the Justice Society, World War II characters, but they ended up being imbued by this energy that allowed them to stay uh, l- younger, longer, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. delay their aging process. So that's why they could have like uh, Obsidian and Jade uh, back in what, 1980s is when those comics came out. So they could still be like, you know, teenagers then. And it didn't seem so odd to have like, how are we having a World War II era father? Even though we're in the 80s. Right. Um, so in terms of the timeline now, I assume that we're going to do this modern day when we have the uh, the older Lance Henriksen. Because if you have like, Lance Henriksen, you want to see him. A yeah. lot. Yeah. Yes. Millennium. Oh, oh. So yeah. <laughs> oh man. He's so craggy. Yeah. <laughs> He's so craggy in a good way. But, um, and also, doesn't, doesn't Iron Man show up with the Legends ship? Am I remembering this right? Iron Man? <laughs> no, the... the um, our band shows. Oh, up. Iron Man, yeah. yeah, yeah, with with the Legend ship. So it's yes. like they have like two versions of the ship at the end of the last episode. So that's a question about how do they get the ship 
and how does that work as not a paradox? Yes, that that's going to be interesting. Almost like I guess when you think about like Back to the Future, where right. you see him back with the DeLorean, and then all of a sudden you see the DeLorean, you're like, wait, what's going on? Also, except this is not a show that really cares about paradoxes. When they mm-hmm. defeat the big bad last time by being three different places at the same, same time, <laughs> but it's the same different times. How does that work? <laughs> Ugh. That's not important. Yeah, I'm curious about what their big board is this season because. Uh, Last season, um, Sarah said that the the big board had like different things they wanted to hit, like yes. a giant robot or evil casserole, evil casserole, <laughs> and so they want to hit different. So that's that's my big question for her. Uh, if we get if we get her back in, which hopefully we will, I should tell her just take a snapshot of that board of the board yeah. before you board. come in. Just and if you're not gonna just show it to us, we want to just see what is yeah. on that board. Uh, the one thing I like about Obsidian, Obsidian, he is a uh, a gay man, and they're keeping that in line here with the series as well. So great, uh, they'll be, be referencing that, which is really cool. They're oh, really yeah. adapting him whole cloth from the comic book. This is a very diverse uh, diverse show in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so as we touched on Steel. We're going to be seeing the Originator, uh, and then uh, his descendant, his grandson Nate Haywood, who's going to be involved with Oliver Queen at the beginning, kind of reassembling the legends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then we also have Vixen Prime, not the Vixen that we saw last season on Arrow, and uh, uh, also on our little CW Seed series as well, but kind of right. like uh, a, a predecessor to that Vixen. So Prime. that's kind of cool, where you can get it, get still get that character, but you can kind of focus on more of the the legacy of that without necessarily having the same actors. Yeah, know. it's important to remember yeah. when you name your character, always put Prime at the end of it, yeah. <laughs> so that you can be the very first one, <laughs> and so everyone knows, yeah. everyone knows that you're the Prime version, Dave Child Prime. Right yep. there. Yep. I cannot be divided by any other number. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I'll be curious. Did you guys, I mean, certainly not the same same actress, so, but it is the same kind of power type. Did you enjoy seeing her in live action on uh, Arrow last season? Yeah. Well, like, I, to tell you the truth, I kind of forgot about her. And I think when she came back, I, I had to be reminded a bit about who she is. Like, I, I know her mostly from... The cartoons from yeah. the DC cartoons yeah. from I think in the Justice League uh, Unlimited she mm-hmm. played a big part so I was like okay all right it's that character was that character ever on Arrow and I had to I couldn't my database was just full of too many <laughs> too many other shows in my head so I was a bit surprised and had to kind of adjust so but it's going to be nice in this one where she's part of a I think a group that we get to dive into live action. Yeah, because it is interesting because she was really just in like one episode of Arrow, so we yeah. didn't really get to learn other than like CWC, like cartoon shows. So it's going to be interesting because see, this is a different form of the character with a different actress, and see how she fits on a team. Because I can't right. think of Vixen really being a part of the team in a recent, you know, yeah. iteration. She'll be useful though. Yeah. I mean, she has with all those animal powers. Yeah. It's kind of great. No, no. And uh, our last one, uh, we're going to see a little bit of Dr. Midnight, who we've seen in some of those there. Uh, Charles McKnighter, who is a surgeon that is uh, blinded and he can only see in the dark, which is really oh. kind of a cool idea. So he uses yeah. a lot of his blackout bombs where then he can then throw that out. It causes like a big darkness area to kind of envelop. And then, of course, he can see. And that's the guy with can. the with the big sheet over his face. And that's Obsidian. So that's he's the blue and black, yes. Oh, okay. Dr. Midnight is the, uh, the African-American character there that is wearing kind of like the, the, like the cowl. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And the glasses on there. And that oh, that awesome. guy. Yes. yes. Over on the left. Cool. Cool. Yes. That makes sense because he's got those little moons. 
Yeah, that's he's right. He's got the moon buttons. And he's got an owl as a sidekick. I don't know if he'll make it to the TV show. I hope so. Oh, oh that would be so cool. It better be a robot owl, right? Yeah. Uh, this is in Clash of the Titans. This is Legends Tomorrow. Uh, I like robot owls. <laughs> <laughs> I think robot owls are cool. Okay. So those are the new characters that we're going to be meeting through the course of the season. I'm sure there's probably going to be a few, at least nods or maybe cameos uh, from other ones as well. Right. But those are the ones that we know about for now. And I think uh, we do know that returning characters are going to be, we're going to have Green Arrow. Yeah. And uh, I think Jonah Hex too, right? Yeah, Jonah is scheduled to make an appearance at least in one episode. I know Jonathan Sheck had tweeted about that. He will be coming back. Great. Now, yeah. are you excited about seeing this version of Jonah Hex come back? I mean, I love the character. I still don't know if I've... Excited. I hope we can dive into it. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping we can find out more about him and that... Because that was one of my favorite episodes when they kind of so fun, yeah, yeah. Because they got to have a little fun. The character was just a little bit growly and just kind of showed up and rip fainted a little, and then (laughs) and then he walked away. So I'm I want to know more about him. So now it's our chance to kind of dive into this person. So I'm excited about that that we can kind of explore him more. Yeah, and I mean, I guess as I was talking about at the beginning, my fears about the show when you start trying to have all these characters on there. I'd hope they'd learn the lesson where they don't feel the need to have to service every character every single episode. Right. Yeah. They want to just kind of sideline a few characters and then delve into, like, if you have Jonah Hex, you can spend a little bit more time on him and yeah. Rip's relationship and yeah. not have to worry about, like, wait, what are we going to do about uh, Jax? we got to give something for Jax to do this episode. Yeah, and now that we have these established characters, I hope that every single... You could make it so every episode is just meeting a new person, seeing their story... And that's what it is. And then yeah. they interact with these characters that we know and now love. They interact with these characters and then they'll walk away. And that's that's what every episode can be and could be really fun. And it's not necessarily a returning character, but we well, we, we will be seeing uh, The Flash in here as well as part of the huge DC TV crossover oh, event. Yeah. So that seems like pretty very – it seems like the main focus is going to be the three main CW shows where you got Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and Arrow. Supergirl is going to touch on that, I guess, at her mid-season finale. Mm-hmm. She's going to uh, be de- dealing with uh, the storylines going on in her series and then it's going to get drawn into the crossover event and it's going to play heavily in the, those subsequent series of right. episodes, but not necessarily much in her series proper. Mm-hmm. But she'll still be a big character, which I think would be, be very cool. Yeah, yeah. And we're also going to get uh, the Legion of Doom. Yes. I'm so excited. We're talking about bad guys. So talking I guess about bad guys. Heroes are only as good as the people that they fight against. Yeah. And this is a cool, I mean, if anybody's a fan of the old school challenge of the Super Friends cartoon there, I mean, <laughs> yes. the Legion of Doom, you've got your cool, weird kind of like skull, morphy kind of blob base there that hangs out in the swamp, kind of lifts up. Right. If they do some kind of nod to that, that would be... Not, yeah. That'd be swamp. Awesome. They're just like mm-hmm. hanging out in a swamp. <laughs> That's <laughs> a cool place to hang out. To yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so when you hear Legion of Doom, I mean, out of the four, all the, all the villains that was so far that have been introduced in the Arrow and the Flash universe, these four are the ones that you think are the best ones. Do you think there's room to add more villains to this? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wish there was Grodd. <laughs> I <laughs> yes. wish. Yes. I really wish That's there was Grodd call. in there because I think. I, I think uh, he's who I think of when I think of Legion of Doom. I think mm-hmm. Legions of Doom, I think uh, Lex Luthor, Joker, and like Grodd. That's uh, of the group that's in there. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, you know, obviously we can't get Lex Luthor and Joker, but this you don't makes think a sense. Toy Man? You don't think of Toy Man a lot. 
I guess I don't think of Toy Man. <laughs> it would be actually it would be nice to get the trickster in there just to get some Mark Hamill trickster. That would be <laughs> awesome. Oh my god! Because I loved like... the trickster growing up, so I was so happy when they put him on the new Flash, and then to you know to put him with Malcolm and you know right. Damian Dark. I'm like, oh, because I love them. Also, all <laughs> these guys, I do have to say, all the Legion, they're they're super cool guys. Yeah. They're all very like have it together dudes except maybe dark has his he's a little moments. bit baddie but but like no one you need a wild card in a group and i feel like right now they don't have anyone that just they don't really know how he's going to react you need someone who can like flip off the handle that's what firestorm was good at mm. or i'm sorry heat, uh, wave. heat wave was good at but now he's a good guy and captain cold has looks like he's going bad again which makes sense because that's where he started, yeah. but he's still a chill, cool, collected dude. So I kind of, I kind of want someone who is unpredictable, a Joker type, or maybe even a you know Grodd might be able to do that. But. Yeah, the Trickster would be perfect Trickster to be to that, that wild card. And then yeah, because like you say, I would just hang out with these dudes and drink scotch. Like I, I mean, right. sorry if I had to pick the legends, I like Ray and all, you know. Wow. But these people, I'd rather hang out with them. I would be way too yeah. intimidated to hang out with these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> They're just too cool for me. That's like not. That's I wouldn't be able to sit at that table in the cafeteria. Well, these guys. what I'm curious about how they're going to approach this this season, because, you know, as we know from last season, we lose Damian Dark, we lose Leonard mm-hmm. Stark in the course of Legends and Arrow. Right. They're kind of wiped off. So we do see in the little teaser that we showed from the Comic-Con there, we do see him back in 1940s interacting with Sarah. So we knew that's kind of we're going back in time when we're seeing an earlier iteration of him. Uh-huh. But I assume that's where it's going to happen with Leonard. Uh, of course, the reverse Flash. I mean, he's all he's kind of yeah. the jumping. Yeah, he's yeah. jumping all over the place. He yeah. can always come back. So I feel like with these characters, it's interesting to see how well they're going to work together because they are characters that are really just all eight. This is a group of A-type personalities that mm-hmm. all want to be running their own agendas. So yeah. I'm curious to see like how they're going to kind of mix and mingle. Yeah, because as a rule, they're all lone wolves, uh, you know, other than, you know, Leonard, who was a partner with Heatwave. The rest yeah. of them never really worked with a team. Uh, so it is interesting to see. And I like how Infinity Upload says maybe Black Siren could be on the Legion of Doom. Get oh, a right. Because I liked Katie Cassidy in that role, you know, pretty yeah. well. I thought it was really interesting to see a different side. Yeah. yeah. And we also have, I mean, it is just a, it is a group, like you said, it's they're full of alphas. And they need yeah. they need some betas. They really need some betas in there, and because they need someone to at least boss around. So maybe they'll have little evil atom robots or something to, oh, to awesome. jump around. Though I have to admit, out of all of them, the one I have the biggest question is is with Leonard Snart, just to see how he fits back into the show. Because are we only yeah. seeing past versions of him? Did he not right. die during that? He ended up just getting shunted through time, perhaps. Because I feel like yeah. I mean, it's also I have to wonder if is the whole different. The timeline that the Flash is introduced is that any part of this? Because yeah. now is that is that mess up everything? It, I mean, it might get too complicated, but it would be interesting if they're not involved with the new Flash timeline because of the uh, because they've been traveling around, so they're just as surprised as all the changes as as uh, the Flashes, or they could have caused some changes themselves, and they're jumping around time. Yeah, because, um, you know, with Flashpoint, they have said it will affect Arrow for sure, and especially Dick's character. They, I don't know what yet, but I'm curious to see is how it'll affect Legends, or if at all, or does Legends screw up its own timeline? Yeah. 
No, I mean, it's, uh, it, what, and what I do like about these villains here is they've been kind of signed under an umbrella contract for all the CW series, not necessarily just one specific one. Yeah. So that right. the way they're be able to uh, be used on any of the series, which I think is a really cool idea to be able to kind of draw them and use them uh, on any of them. Yeah, especially since uh, with Dark, uh, if I'm, I imagine Supergirl has the same sort of power Superman has where he, they can't, they, they kind of short circuit when they meet magic. Yeah. So anyone with magic powers could really actually do some damage to Kryptonian. So in the crossover, that that would be an actual interesting matchup. And maybe that's where he finds Toy Man and brings him into the Legion of Doom. Yeah, that's where yeah. Toy Man finally Toy comes in. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of Damien Dark because I have to admit I did not enjoy his resolution on Arrow. I felt yeah, like right. they kind of really let down. Uh, I mean, Neil McDonald is so such a great actor. I right? love him. He yeah. is so great and. Yeah. Uh, it's like I wanted to see more from him, and I just like he didn't. The, the, the writing did not service that character well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they introduced and built an interesting character, but it was the resolution that was kind of meh. Yeah, so to kind of see him taken away from that and kind of reestablished back in the forty. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the evil, evil corn. corn. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The evil yeah. magic Nazi corn. That's right, <laughs> and just enough of him, just like. Just with the hands. Yeah. Enough of that hand gesture. Yeah. The jazz hands. <laughs> and I feel the same way about Katie Cassidy. Is like how Laurel Lance, you know, was written for so long was so, you know, off, you know, from what we know in the comics. But then you have where she came in as Black Siren, and it was sort of refreshing to see that. And she also has that same contract where she would be able to work on all the shows. So that may be their idea yeah. is because people seem to really enjoy her on The Flash. No, that would be. Yeah. I'd, I'd be ashamed yeah. to lose her entirely. So yeah. it'd be yeah. nice to have it. And it would always be something to kind of rub salt in the wound in the Arrowverse. Anytime those characters kind of <laughs> crossed over with that, exactly. Right. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if she has her own statue built to her uh, <laughs> over on Earth too. That's such a great statue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, <laughs> one thing I'm curious about with the show is I think it's going to get into real Bill and Ted stuff. Like I think this this season's going to be very Bill and Teddy. Because we're gonna uh, leave the keys here for us when we come back. Here they are. Yeah, that might happen. <laughs> one that I would not be surprised if that happened. <laughs> Two, it seems like we saw in one of the teasers at least, uh, and I forget if it's the one that we just saw that they they find Albert Einstein oh, and that yes. they team up with Albert Einstein. So if that's okay, like I just picture them teaming up with all these historical figures, and it looks like Albert Einstein's like hanging out with some ladies. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's a picture where he's just like hanging out in the back. It's the best Albert Einstein. No, that's a, one of the worst Albert Einsteins it's I've ever so, seen. It's so good because it's so bad. That's uh, why I love it. It's like you can kind of tell it's uh, Albert Einstein or Mark Twain on a bad day. <laughs> it's yeah. like. It's Mark Twain just got out of his convertible. That's why his hair is so frizzy. I guess it's just like out of the various iterations I've ever seen of Mark Hamill, or not Mark Hamill, uh, Mark Twain, no, Mark, no, Mark Twain. <laughs> Albert Einstein, you're almost there. Yes, brought into any kind of science fiction series, like this is the worst looking one I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I I like that they're hanging out with Einstein, and I hope that they bring in other weird historical figures that they're like, oh, we just influence Bill Gates yeah. like at the last mm-hmm. one. I, I, I like those moments. We can either give uh, Firestorm a really cool fight scene or we can give Albert Einstein a really good wig. We can't do both. We can't do both. <laughs> we, can't, we hit our budget limit. <laughs> yeah, which one's uh, it going to be, guys? Maybe that's just the actor's hair and he's yeah. just like, <laughs> you, no, I will not wear a wig. You have to deal with this. And I just got out of my convertible <laughs> and I just played Mark Twain <laughs> in a uh, production. I'm Hal Holbrook. Holbrook yes. 
<laughs> oh boy. So yeah, I guess we'll talk a little bit about what we're hoping to see uh, as we wrap the head towards the end of the show. What we want to see in season two? Do we want to see? Certainly, you know, the Legion of Doom has been teased as the big bads for this season. Do we want to see more smaller story arcs? Where we kind of maybe you know hit and you know kind of you know uh, hit on the Legion of Doom slightly and then they kind of build it towards the season uh, finale, right? Yeah, I kind of just hope that they don't force a love story down our throat, or if there is a love story that they pay attention to it, like they put enough attention into it. I think we're bringing in all these new characters so you can bring in a love story through that way, like maybe our man's doing this to save someone or because he's in love with someone. But I just hope that they don't force two characters that have no chemistry just together and put them in a story closet for seven minutes in heaven. I just yeah. like, I feel like that <laughs> kept happening in the last season. And I, that's the one thing I want to avoid. Otherwise, just have fun every episode. Just see, try to one up and just make themselves laugh and just keep having fun. And, and I think that's what they really just need to stick with, is just having fun. Let's not get too wrapped up. I mean, because wouldn't you see those people as the Legion of Doom? You know, they're goofy kind of bad guys, and you know. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun. And then, you know, yeah, like you say, we don't want a love story that ruins it. Sort of like how, you know, most of it was last season. But there is that one where they have chemistry, and it is Rip and Jonah. <laughs> I, I think that they need to, ex- if they're going to do one, they need to explore that one. In the Berlantiverse, as we're talking about, oh. kind of referring to the DC shows, how important do you think it is to have a romantic sort of subplot, or at least part of, kind of baked into your show? I mean, you've got Iris and Barry on The Flash. You had kind of Felicity and Oliver kind of off and on throughout Arrow. Yeah. You I know, think that's a CW-verse, you know? It's yeah. it's kind of... And, I mean, it's it's in comic books all over the place, too. Everyone has a love interest that seems to pop up. Because comic books are, like... 50% soap opera. So I think there is an aspect to that. They just It just has to feel natural and it has to be introduced in a good way. Or it could be just pining for someone and, you know, or fighting and revenging someone, which is kind of where I hope they kind of lean towards. Yeah, because to me, you know, a lot, I've been said on the chat point out, the only great one last season was what was with Sarah and Leonard Snart, because... It really never happened, but it may, you know, they were not forced together in scenes and, you know, Mm -hmm. we pretty much get that one kiss at the end, but that was okay. It's like, it didn't really take away from anything. It was actually an interesting, you know, story, you know, made sense for the characters. So stick with that as opposed to like the Kendra and Ray that they're just like, what can we do? You know why that one was so good was because they focused on a friendship that Mm kind of built. And it wasn't so much about, like, romance that built. And that's where it feels... You gotta have, like... Uh, and that's one thing that we're gonna experience, because we're gonna have um, Cold come back here. And, you know, that's kind of an unrequited love or relationship that was introduced. And I think that's... That can they redeem him and uh, make him go back to his family, which is... Yeah. That would be an interesting storyline. And Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about where... I know a little bit about what the crossover is going to be like, uh, where it's going to involve aliens and... Yes, the Dominion. The Dominion. Yes, if you've never read DC's uh, Invasion miniseries, they did. Yes, it's all kind of inspired by the characters that were the main bad guys of that. Yeah, so is that going to have ripples throughout the whole season, or is that just going to be a crossover one-time event? I mean, as far as I know, I think it's only going to be the crossover event. Right. I mean, I, I, I know that uh, The Flash and Supergirl, they're doing a musical episode later on in the season, too, that they're okay. going to do. So at least that'll be another crossover for them. 
I, Dave, you're so excited about that. I thought if anybody, this would be right up your alley. I I have said in the past that it just made me think of, oh man, I might get a lot of crap for this, but I feel like nowadays we used to say jump the shark when the show goes <laughs> insane. I think we should change that to musical episode because I feel like once we do a musical episode, there's no coming back from that. And it's a show that has always done a musical episode. The one exception is Buffy. Yeah, the Buffy musical Buffy is, is just the perfect. Only exception, yeah. but everything. I, else... I don't know, Dave. I would say also the Batman. <laughs> yeah. or, 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 or no, Brave and the Bull. Brave Batman, and Brave and yes. the Bull. There you go. Uh, uh, with Bra- the music meister Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm hoping that that is you know who plays music meister in this universe. They said yeah, he will be. be the villain, and Neil Patrick Harris is just too perfect. And that's the thing is have Joss Whedon direct it. Have Neil Patrick Harris be Music Meister. Okay. And then, okay. Then make, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's Dave definitely happy. going to be bad. I'm saying it's playing with fire when you bring in a musical episode. <laughs> yeah. So, But they we'll were see. on Glee, and it's going to be cute. It's going to be CW. Yeah. They're going to do a nice, cool mashup. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> one last thing to ask is it's really with the crossover, Supergirl uh, is kind of still in her separate universe. Mm-hmm. And then she's got a crossover into the the, the Bryantiverse, as we're calling it, for lack of a better term. Uh, would you want, through the course of this season or maybe even next season, a big event where those universes end up merging? Or do you like the idea of she's always going to be off in her separate universe to kind of play homage to DC always having multiple Earths? Right. I kind of like there being multiple Earths because I kind of like that it keeps the the mumbo-jumbo separate. It keeps... Because everyone has... in What's good about each episode, each of these shows is that they kind of... Except for maybe Legends of Tomorrow, which kind of melds them all together, which is why it's good to have in Legends of Tomorrow. But I like that Arrow is about fantasy... And kind of just dude fighting with with uh, abs, and <laughs> then you have Flash, which is kind of a sci-fi but mad scientisty like powers sort of direction, and you know jumping through different worlds. And then Supergirl has turned into aliens. It's like sci-fi with aliens and build with aliens and all these kind of god people. So I like that existing in different realms, but. Um, I don't know. It, they could exist in the same place and still be good shows, but I don't think it's necessary. The one thing, regardless of whether they keep, combine them or keep them separate, is I do like the idea. Certainly, we have Superman being introduced on Supergirl, right. kind of an easing back on the restrictions of film characters that can't ever be in a TV series. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That is going to be nice because it was weird watching Supergirl and just have it be like, "That's my cousin over there. You can't quite see him." <laughs> yeah. But he's definitely over there. Or always like the I aming. It's like while it was cute at first, like they just kept doing it because I felt that they thought that they yeah. had to to get the ratings. And I was like, all right. Well, and I, I think she like, stands on her own. And I was just like, yeah. this, Superman's kind of being a dick in this yeah, show. Yeah, he's like, not he's helping her. Not or helping anything. out or he's just at one point, I don't know. It's really bothered me. So I'm, I'm glad to see that they're breaking through that. And that makes, uh, makes me hope for Legends of Tomorrow because when you talk about Obsidian and his father being Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we get to actually see him on yeah. camera at some point and not feel like, oh, you know, it could be a, a, the movie property, so we can't have him ever have him in a TV Especially show. since that's a different Green Lantern technically yes. than the Green Lantern core, which is, I think, where we're headed with the Green Lanterns in the property is towards mm-hmm. more towards the core. So if we just have this magic Green Lantern, who's not part of the sci-fi world, I think it should be fine. Just 
Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I hate when they like mention things like, you know, how Jordan's been mentioned several times on Arrow and the Flash, and then we don't really get any resolution. So at least if we get a little bit of Green Lantern, just like, you know, they mentioned Nightwing last night on Arrow, there were a few nods, and it's just like, mm. d- don't, don't screw with me. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. No, just don't do that. Name checks aren't no, enough. No. Not 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 in this. So you got. Yeah. I want to actually. If you, if you a name check once is okay, but if you keep doing, it, you're like just just give me the character already. Oracle was already taken. Come on. <laughs> All right. So as we come to the end of this episode, you guys have any last thoughts about Legends of Tomorrow? I'm just excited to see the show. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I think season two will be so much better. You know, I think they have a really good idea of where they're going with the show. Yeah. And I'm just jazzed about yeah. Justice Society. I mean, yeah. sure, it was touched on in Smallville a little bit, but I mean, mm. that, that, <laughs> yeah. Michael Shanks, I love you, but that Hawkman was mm, was all right. But uh, so, <laughs> uh, so I'm excited to actually see this kind of hopefully uh, better realized because I'm really it's one of my favorite teams ever. So to see them on camera, I'm very jazzed about. Uh, before we go, last thing we're going to check in, uh, Dave Child, that pin. One last time. How's your life changed yeah. since you've been wearing that? Uh, pin? It feels pretty good. It feels pretty yeah. good. I like how it's um, it's. Uh, it, it, Really sees the dichotomy between um, being fast and being slow, and uh, <laughs> two two properties like Pokemon and uh, the Flash. So it's really, I'm really breaking new ground here wearing <laughs> this pin. So it's great. Uh, I'm Dave Child. You can find me <laughs> at Mr. Dave Child on Twitter and Instagram and DaveChild.com. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. So you can always find me at L A C R E T I L Y O N anywhere on the internet, since there is only one. And folks, you can like us on. Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hop in the chat when we're doing the show. This is the preview show, so uh, we'll be back next week with the actual season two premiere uh, at a regular time of 9 p.m. Pacific time. And you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Now, folks, this episode has been sponsored by Rush, directed by top action filmmakers Corridor Digital. It's a story of soldiers fighting against all odds in a war-torn nation. Starring Stephen Ogg of Grand Theft Auto V and The Walking Dead, as well as starring Lou Ferrigno Jr. The first episodes are live and free on the Go90 app and their website, www.go90.com. Go check it out ASAP. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the Legend Tomorrow After Show preview show. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week with an actual preview, or actually, actual after That's a lot no. of talking yeah. of after shows and a previews. A real after show. A real after yeah. show of a show. After that we'll a watching. real show. <laughs> that's right. We'll see you next week, folks, here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Truce! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.